We're joined today on the phone by Illinois State Representative Patrick Wenhorst. Representative, thank you so much for being with me today. Well, thank you, Will. appreciate you having me on. So you are in Springfield? Yes. And uh, about to wind up a shortened spring session, it looks like. And one of the things that I noticed today is getting quite a bit of coverage on Capital Facts is the fact that there were some appointees uh, presented to the Illinois Senate yesterday, folks who the governor wished to have appointed to the Prisoner Review Board. And in a rare sign of resistance from the Democrat-controlled Senate, several of those appointees were not approved. So with uh, that scene set, tell me what's going on here. Well, it, it really goes back to the Safety Act, quote-unquote Safety Act from last year, and even other criminal justice reform measures going back several years. There's a philosophy on the progressive left that we have been too tough on crime for the last 20 to 30 years, and we need to dial back. Uh, this is their philosophy that, that we sh- their, the law should be dialed back relating to criminal justice penalties. So we've seen a lot of legislation come forward that reduces penalties, that uh, lets people out of prison who are convicted of crimes. And then also, as the that's on the legislation side, on the enforcement side, uh, or the administration of law side, we've seen efforts made to appoint people to the Prisoner Review Board, which uh, has the ability to recommend clemency uh, to the governor, also has some decisions to make on those who are in prison for older offenses that had an indeterminate sentence that they would actually be released from prison. And so under that philosophy that uh, essentially on the progressive left that there should be people released from prison, there were members appointed to the Prisoner Review Board who shared that philosophy and voted to uh, basically allow individuals convicted of murder, even killing police officers, to be released on parole um, earlier than what uh, prosecutors had requested. and sometimes even suggestions by the court. Uh, So there has been some real public outcry about that, of course, and also pushback from members of the Democratic Party that uh, the things that we're seeing from this philosophy that we're going to reduce penalties and let people out of uh, prison is actually causing an increase in crime and violent crime is spiking uh, throughout uh, our state and actually other areas uh, of the country who share this and follow this philosophy. Uh, so with an election coming up in November, individuals on uh, the Democratic side of the aisle are saying that this is going to be a big issue for voters in November and want to make sure that they are not caught in a, in a bad position come election time. And we're going to hear some more comments that were shared from Senator Bryan on the Senate floor a little bit later on in the program concerning this very same issue. Bottom line with this is that there were appointees who had voted on the Prisoner Review Board to grant clemency to cop killers, and when their appointments came back up before the Senate, uh, several of the Democratic members who are facing uh, opponents in elections and are, I think, realizing that crime is a top-of-the-mind issue didn't want to be on record approving these folks who approved the release of uh, people who were convicted murderers. Right. And, you know, I, I and others on my side share the philosophy that people who commit crimes should uh, pay the consequences for those crimes, and people who commit murder should 
uh, suffer very severe consequences. And, and in the examples given, those who uh, either be multiple murderers or uh, kill police officers should, uh, if we're not going to have the death penalty, should serve life in, in prison. And of course, that belief is not shared by those on the many of those on the other side of the aisle. And that's why we have uh, these huge disagreements. But I think the and I mentioned the philosophy that is involved because we see this a lot in our committee work for uh, criminal law and uh, on the floor. The, what I push back with them on this is that their philosophy does not match reality. They may believe that this is the right course of action, but when it's put into practice, what we see with a lot of these so-called justice reform efforts is actually increases in crime. And the reason we've been able to see crime reduced from the mid-90s and the mid-2010s was because we were putting stronger uh, criminal justice laws in place. And by peeling those away, we're seeing a reversal of those trends and actually spiking crime. Well, you can believe that if you step out the 16th window of a skyscraper in Manhattan, that you'll be able to walk on air. And for a period of time, perhaps a few seconds, it may seem like you're going to be able to get away with it without consequences, but eventually gravity and the earth catch up with you. And I think that what we're seeing is the result of bad policy catching up to you know the legislators who have that philosophy, and now they're having to come around with these pieces of legislation so that they can put forth that, after all, we are tough on crime. And one example is apparently there's a retail crime bill that's going to be unveiled today regarding smash and grab burglaries. Uh, this is on uh, Capital Facts today, and apparently there's going to be a press conference uh, with some in the Blue Room there at the Capitol with the Illinois Retail Merchants Association and others as they're trying to address some of these issues. Uh, do you know anything about what that piece of legislation is uh, going to look like? I've had uh, actually a chance to see a preliminary draft of the legislation, uh, and it uh, takes some positive steps toward dealing with uh, what is called organized retail crime or retail theft. Essentially, a lot of these smash and grabs that we're seeing are part of a larger effort to gain merchandise that is then sold online or through other channels uh, across county lines, across state lines, even internationally. And uh, those in the Retail Merchants Association believe that legislation like this will aid in shutting down some of those efforts uh, and making sure that the people who are not only stealing the, the items, but those who are profiting greatly from the organized efforts are prosecuted and uh, held to account. So uh, and legislation is going to be filed. I don't believe it's been filed yet. i take a, a good, careful look at it before I make a decision. Uh, but it, I'm supportive of these efforts to try to crack down on the organized retail theft that we're seeing, particularly in larger cities, but there is existing in other places as well. One of the interesting things about this proposal, I read that if cell phones or the Internet are utilized to plan and carry out organized retail crime, any state's attorney may have jurisdiction to bring action. I've never heard of such broad ability for a, a state's attorney, perhaps nowhere even near where the crime occurred, uh, to be able to bring prosecution. It, is that, as a, a person who's been in that business, is that interesting to you? 
It is. Uh, it is broader than we've seen in other laws. Uh, the, the thinking behind that provision is that because a lot of these items are sold online, they could uh, technically be bought uh, anywhere in the state of Illinois. Uh, you know, see a lot of these um, marketplaces on Facebook, other social media accounts, and then also just websites designed or dedicated to selling items. So it's possible an item stole on Michigan Avenue in Chicago could be purchased in uh, Jackson County, and uh, therefore, if, if it, even without that sale occurring, the Jackson County State's Attorney, because the product may be brought to his jurisdiction, uh, would have uh, be at the appropriate venue to to file the charge. Uh, what will occur, though, is obviously with that in the law, <clears throat> there will be every state's attorney potentially having the authority to bring the charge. What happens when multiple agencies or entities bring the charge? And then we are looking at the uh, the authority of the attorney general uh, to step in in those prosecutions if necessary, and also the ability to use a statewide grand jury potentially if necessary to help uh, with the investigation of larger retail theft efforts. Well, I am always skeptical whenever the ruling majority in Springfield brings a piece of legislation to address crime because that hasn't been their nature over the last 10 years. It's been to go the other way. But from what I'm discerning from your perspective on this legislation, this might be something that could garner some Republican votes. I believe so, and the reason I, I I share your skepticism, I think it's a good, healthy skepticism, but the driver behind this legislation was actually uh, not necessarily members uh, of the Democratic uh, majority. It was actually the Illinois Retail Merchants Association. Those are the individuals who are suffering, uh, with actually the, many of the victims of the these criminal efforts. They're the ones that have uh, designed and crafted the legislation, so that gives me uh, more comfort uh, in the potential, my potential ability to support the legislation going forward. Illinois State Representative Patrick Windhorst with me today. Representative, anything else that is on your schedule for the rest of the day in terms of uh, watching the movement of uh, pieces of legislation or things that you're seeing going on in committee hearings that you think would be of interest to the uh, listening audience? Well, we uh, have a shortened spring schedule this year. We are scheduled to be adjourned by April 8th. Normally, that would be May 31st. That's been done because of the the primary election being moved to June. A lot of things with the census and, and uh, redistricting that played a part in that. So we are going to be, as we are scheduled to be in session from now until April 8th. We will see a lot of committee work and floor action this week and next. Uh, the, the budget will be the big item that's not come forward yet. And then there may be some other criminal justice bills that come forward. Those are going to be the two main items to, to keep an eye on um, as the session winds down. All right, Representative, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it.